All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Willing and Waiting. We're so glad that you are here with us again. We are your hosts. I am JBT Dub. And I am PJ Ryan. But as you know, you can call me PJ. Yes, you can. And we are so excited to be doing this episode today. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's just it's so interesting because like I feel like since we started this podcast, like the questions just kind of like keep coming. Mm -hmm. And it's been like this influx of like like people just wanting to know more. Which we is really so appreciate great. you guys. We really appreciate you guys who have reached out to us, who have DM'd us and asked us some some, some, some of these questions emails, here. You so, know, yeah. We really appreciate you guys so much. So, I mean, I think we're just going to We're going to get right into, right into it. it. I mean, let's you asked, we're about to answer. Amen. Let's do it. So, um, we're going to start off with just some of the general questions that we've just received from people um, a couple of times. So, um, these are kind of like the repeat questions that we get. And so the first one we're going to um, put out there is, do you think dating is easier or harder when you're celibate? And hmm. I, you know what? I honestly, 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 I don't know because I don't really have much experience dating either way mm -hmm. okay <laughs> so like i don't have like this like long roster of like men that i've dated um i think that i think you know what i take that back now that i'm talking through this i'm gonna go ahead and say that i think that dating is easier i knew you would actually say that I've, i had a i had a really feeling that you would feel that way i think that it is okay. but i think i i feel like dating for me personally is easier during celibacy because it literally like weeds out all the bullshit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's exactly it just, i really think you were gonna say that really really does it i liken it to um in college, uh, I was pre-med, and freshman year, I took Chem 125. And Chem 125 was commonly known throughout campus as the weed-out course. Really? So it's like, it really, it makes people decide whether or not you're actually really serious about becoming a doctor. This class does. So I is it so extensive? Like, is it what? Is it really, like, extensive? It's, it's just very intense. Okay, okay. It's very intense. It's not an easy class, but it really, like, makes you decide whether or not this is the road for mm -hmm. you. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of how celibacy is for me in dating. It's the weed-out course. So if people are here for the wrong reasons, then they won't be here for very long. So in that aspect, yes, I'm going to say that dating is easier now, now that I'm celibate, and you know, so and, and and of course, I'll be the one to say, from my perspective, it has been harder. Um, but I'm boom, no pun intended. Um, and I think more so because, of course, uh, as a gay male, I'm dealing with other men, um, who lead off with their body parts and their emotions and their needs. Uh, who don't, who have had a. Uh, difficult time understanding what it meant to me mm -hmm. before making it about them mm. so that makes sense mm. yeah okay um you want to give us our next question yeah yes uh shout out to you you know who you are who wrote this uh who sent this one in and it's <laughs> it made me chuckle uh why are you doing this at your age <laughs> sir 
sir. Um, I am a proud member of the age of closer to forty. Um, and I'm doing this this at this age as the same as I'm doing it at at any age. Mm. And this is for me, mm. from my own preservation of how I feel my body deserves and what I. I understand that people say, oh, you know, after a certain, especially for men, you know, you got to get a pill. Well, shit, I'll get a pill. <laughs> but um, I'm not in a rush. And I think that's a lot of another issue that I think people run into. And I would like to expound on that, like, later down the road. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've gotten that question multiple times as well. Why are you doing this at your age? And my answer to that is the same as yours. Like, I'm doing this. For me Mm -hmm. and I feel like there are certain things that I want to accomplish through this and certain goals that I have and things that I'm trying to figure out about myself and I'd rather be doing that now than trying to still figure me out Mm -hmm. in 10 years and 20 years Mm -hmm. when when I'm in my 40s or 50s so because I'm in my 30s and doing this I don't think that's any different from being in my 20s and doing this or being in my teens and doing this Mm -hmm. it's it's a decision that you're making for yourself at the point that you are in your life and I just happen to be in my Mm mid-30s and you know something there's it also adds to that comment of um when you're young especially as a male what they is the three things that they are Mm -hmm. young dumb and full full of of. (laughs) (laughs) you know without being vulgar you know so I could understand from an aspect of saying, you know, you're young, go have fun, go have fun. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you're doing this at this age because you feel that, you know, time is a wasting. Mm -hmm. So you want to preserve what you got. I'm like, it doesn't matter what age you do it at. It doesn't really matter. It could be someone who's still young and virginized or virginized. Virginized. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so like. I'm gonna add that to our word, of the day. <laughs> <laughs> our word of the day vocabulary. Someone who is still a virgin. Virginized. <laughs> who I have been, you know, technically speaking, if you've been celibate, you can be re-virginized. Okay, it. <laughs> I don't know if it makes that sound. It doesn't make that sound at all. I wouldn't know because I don't. Mine have, hasn't made that sound. Not to get too graphic, but you know. <laughs> but going back to what you were saying, um, just about like the timeline that you you decide to do this, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in our last episode with, um, you know, like oh, like your sexual peak is at this age or at this age. So why are you, um taking this time or making this decision to like miss out on these years when you could be out here getting it popping. And it's just like, you know, PJ and I said, like this is a decision that we're making for ourselves uh, because we have certain things that we want to accomplish. And it just seems to be a coincidence that we're also in our thirties and doing this. So I, I, it's not like one of those like, um, milestones like yeah, i know like um when you turn 30 you know like there's the whole like people view that and mm-hmm. i and i am included in that group like people view 30 as like a big like age milestone because mm-hmm. that's kind of like a point in your life when you're no longer like you know like you know quote unquote carefree and in your 20s but you're more so like really like settled into adulthood in your 30s so you would think like oh like you've made a majority of like your life decisions by this point 
And I think celibacy is a major like life decision. And so I think that's why people kind of question us with that and Mm -hmm. asking like, Mm -hmm. why are you doing this in your 30s? Like, shouldn't you have stuff figured out by now? But there's no timeline on when you're supposed to have everything all figured out by. So people, you know, no one actually ever really has everything always figured out because you Mm -hmm. every day here. You're changing. You're you're learning. You're you're moving. You're growing. You're growing. You're moving. So, yeah, um, I think that that's kind of our response to that question. And our next question is, what has been the worst reaction you've gotten from somebody when you've told them that you're celibate? And I'm thankful and grateful to say that I don't think I've ever gotten a, you know, truly adverse or negative reaction from anybody usually it's a little bit of shock it's a little bit of awe and it's the first question the first thing out of somebody's mouth is really is usually like oh oh really you know it's it's kind of like they're like oh wow they're a little taken aback and then you know they follow up with all the questions of like well why and how and how long are you going to do it for and all those different questions but I think probably maybe like if we're going to say like the worst reaction I've gotten probably the worst reaction I've gotten is I was dating somebody and I told him on our second date that I was um, practicing celibacy and sexual abstinence and we went out on one other date after that and then after that it just it's everything like really started to like fall apart and I'm not gonna say that it was specifically because of my celibacy but I'm of the mind to think that that was probably like the 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 biggest factor mm-hmm. in him going ghost on me and that's what happened like he went completely ghost on me so that's probably the worst reaction that i've gotten i mean i mean it's why do you keep doing this to me chaos so <laughs> <laughs> because my response is uh, I, actually what i was doing when she when she, you asked this um, it was going through my text messages and I just typed in celibate and I scrolled oh, wow. and one conversation ended right there. Like there was no, there, it, it was, I was left on red. Wow. And there was no further conversation. I, Wait, so I can, is it okay if I ask you if you like can read like some of like the messages like before, like are mm-hmm. you okay with doing that? Yes. Okay. I think it's funny because this one actually ties into one of the other questions that was asked us. Um, so this one said, because I had no idea who this person was who hit me up because they no longer was in my phone in the first place anyway. Oop. So. Bye. So You're no longer a name. You are a number. This is also quite vulgar. Okay. So to put the kids to bed. I'll wait. Take them in the other room. We'll give you a couple minutes to do that. And your time is up. PJ, go. So are you still giving the good D? Oh. Emoji. Okay, this is him. Emoji for me is the the shh, and him is the down with his eyes down. Okay, pause for a second. I also learned beforehand to stop being a tease. Ah, well. <laughs> so you know, this was actually. So he says, and you can devour some good. Um, <laughs> you can devour ass so good I can without touching myself. And I'm like, okay, I remember you. 
<laughs> and so then he sent me pictures and then his and I just responded with oh and then he sent me another one like I'll show you scrolling down these are pictures of this boy oh boy yeah and uh, he says let me see that you know let me see that deal uh, and I'll be honest with you I really don't do that anymore I've been selling it for some time actually and that was the last that was, that that was, was the last text that was it and he never responded Mm-mm. well that's just rude it's okay because you sent me pictures of your ass and you already knew i know what you want and that's all it was and this is one of those things where celibacy actually has helped mm-hmm. me as you were saying earlier weed them out yep so if you're not here for what i need you to be here for then that, that and i'm i'm glad i know that up front mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can exit stage left and that's okay or stage right or even or stage right you know you can walk right out into the into the orchestra if you want to that's fine just get hello, yourself honey, off the stage hello my honey hello my ragtime gal got to get my old tuxedo press got to get the new things off my chest so if you confuse me baby don't use me that's all i forget i'm really <laughs> proud that you know that much because I didn't know that much. Oh, I got that frog. Good oh, I just, oh, the WB frog. That's where I got it from. I mean, I know it's something else from where, but that's where I remember it from. See, we all know things from other things. Though. Right. <laughs> so um, we all know things from other things, and the funny thing is, is that this is something that I think I just mentioned, but I'll bring it also in a different light as well. What do you do when an old hookup hits you up? <sighs> so... To answer that question, as I just read one of the texts, I come right out and say it. Um, Depending on what the conversation was or what our vibe was before, if I knew that you were just a hookup, then, hey, eh, stop. Don't pass code. We're not collecting 200. No, you just sit there and go to jail. Just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. But if it's something that I know that I've had, like, cool connection with, because I have, like I said, I've done my life. I have. I've done enough. Um, not wouldn't say enough, but I've you know had fun. You've done things. I've done many things. As as PJ has said once or twice before, Daddy has lived. L- I have lived. Um, I don't know why every time I say that, my voice has to go live. I mean, it's just it goes with the territory. Right, right. Um, but you know, I'll let them know, and if 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 they're cool, you know, we can actually have a further conversation. But usually the buck stops at the end of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's always been, oh, okay, okay, which lets me know that they only wanted one thing anyway, mm-hmm. or two, depending on how freaky they were. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> 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 and that was very charade of you. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't check me, boo. Mm-hmm. You know, spring, summer, September, fall. <laughs> Go ahead. Daddy has lived. Yeah. Um, oh God, what do you do when an old hookup hits you up? So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you do? What do I do? Okay, so if they were to do that now, if they were to hook me up, hit me up now. Well, the first thing is I'm, I'm. Why did you raise your head? Like, I, <laughs> she's like, well, the first thing is. The first thing that I would do, I honestly, like I'm. I don't know if this is me just kind of like being naive or giving people too much credit, but I'm never going to assume I know why somebody is hitting me up. Like I, I really kind of need you to, to come out and say what it is that you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I know. I think it's just the naive portion of me because I'm just kind of like. Guys, if you can see the way I'm looking at her. <laughs> I know. She's I being know. actually very honest right now. I know. So, oh, side note. Okay. So, some of my friends um, back home in North Carolina used to call me, or they still do actually call me, Bunny Foo Foo. Because I'm like Peter Cottontail in the rap in the for in the garden, mm-hmm. and people come along and just bop me on the head. Mm-hmm. So they call me Bunny Fufu because I just I'm not expecting it. Like I'm just I don't know. I just I see the best in everybody, and I think I don't think people have like ulterior motives. So you would go out on a date with Pepe Le Pew, not knowing that he wants to hello. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I know I know in this I know that specific scenario that sounds like really like naive and dumb, but yeah like i'm not gonna i need i don't know i i just i just feel like if i'm somebody who is being you know honest and has like true values and intentions then i don't want to look at somebody else as having like ulterior motives or something Mm -hmm. like that so to say i say all that to say like if an old you know hookup an old flame were to hit me up I am not going to immediately assume that they're hitting me up because they want to start hooking up again. Mm. Like I'm I'm actually going to be the person to wait for them to like come out and say something that would give me reason to think that. So your hookups and or my hookups are two actually different, completely <laughs> types of hookups. Okay, so like let also like, let that be known because right. JBT Dove is a good girl. Oh, she's no, a good girl. I, I, I don't. I thank you. That's very sweet of you to she's say. She's like that's so sweet. You no, don't like, know don't, me beforehand. I don't know. I have like, lived a life too. We all have. Like you know, we all have a past. You know. you know. So I'm really gonna need somebody to like come out and say, hey. I'm trying to hook up. What's up? Like I need people to be blunt with it if that's the if that's the case. So if something like that were to happen, I would I would explain to them like, hey, look, well, you know what? That's not gonna happen. Actually, I did have to do this um, a little while ago, about a year ago, because somebody that I was dating and hooking up with did hit me up because he was like, oh, I'm gonna be in town. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. You know, when are you going to get here? Like went through like that whole, you know, thing. So then he got here and we met up and I guess like he, you know, apparently thought that we were going to, you know, hook up that night. And I told him, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually like, it, it, it got all the way back to, we were at my apartment and we were hanging out and watching a movie and you know i'm not i'm not dumb i might be naive but i'm not dumb like i was low-key waiting for him to make some type of move so then i could then say to him hey look that ain't gonna happen and here's why and so i did tell him that i was celibate and he was like really like you know he went through the whole like gamut of questions and i was like yeah so nothing is is gonna happen and he's like are you sure and i'm like yeah i'm sure so but I also would like to say that I would handle that differently now that right. I've been on this journey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for longer. That was like closer to like when I was still really trying to like find my voice in my celibacy. Now that I know my voice and I have my voice, like again, like I'm not gonna, you know, um, make assumptions about other people's intentions, but it is more so in the forefront of my mind. If Mm. an old hookup or an old flame were to hit me up and I would tell them sooner rather than later, especially right now, right now, today, the first thing I would tell them is like, I have a boyfriend. So 
I have a man. I got some man. She got a really good guy too, guys. Oh, he is. He's Shout out to you, HBO. Keep Shout being you. Shout out to you, HBO. And so, yeah, that would be the first thing is like, I don't know where you're going with this, but let me tell you where it's not going to go because I have boyfriends. And then um, if the conversation warrants me having a conversation about my celibacy, then I will do that. But usually right now, like if that would happen, I feel like that would be like the the beginning and the end of any conversation they would want to have about us hooking up. It's not going to happen because I have a boyfriend. So you can exit stage left, right, or orchestra. And then even if I didn't have a boyfriend, understand this, I'm celibate. Exactly. I think that's actually a good way to, I, 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 hmm. I might have to incorporate that. I mean, but I haven't been faced with that scenario since um, my boyfriend and I have started dating, but I feel like that probably would be, the the go-to statement is a nothing's gonna happen because i have a boyfriend and b even if i didn't nothing's gonna happen with us anyway unless mm-hmm. you're unless you're actually trying to date me date me and if you are trying to date me you should know this mm-hmm. so yeah so another question that we've gotten multiple times is are you sure you're just not doing this because you're not getting any Hmm. and i think that that leads us (sighs) into the question of like what they're trying to ask is like is this a decision that you're making by choice or or is this a decision that you're making by circumstances Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's such a common question like i mean even when i like talk to people on a regular basis i think that's such a common question Mm -hmm. and it's so aggravating right it's like why are you single (laughs) <laughs> see how see see how that equates that question just like invokes so much just like literally in me. <laughs> i don't just okay anyway so yes that's a question that we get a lot and so what is your response when people ask you that um <laughs> i think I, I, I actually don't say anything i just point to my face i mean basically saying have you seen me okay, okay. I, so i okay it took me it took me a very long time to understand that I am not an unattractive person. We've been down this road before. PJ fine, y'all. I, I'm I'm all right. Um PJ fine, y'all. <laughs> I'm good. Um thank you. Um but what usually happens is you know, I have to I have to understand exactly why would you ask that? Mhm. Because what would the circumstance be that would force me not to want to have sex? Mm-hmm. Well, there are several for- circumstances that could possibly be when it comes down to traumatic experiences or things of that nature. But for me, no, that's not my case or that's not the situation, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. It makes okay. perfect sense because okay. I feel the same way, too. It's like when people ask me that, I'm like, first of all, like, I guess I kind of feel like I can kind of understand where people are coming from when they ask that just because I have had friends who have made the decision to abstain from sex Mm -hmm. and it was slightly motivated by the fact that they weren't currently having sex with anybody. Mm -hmm. I think it was more so just kind of like, oh, I'm having difficulty with dating and I'm having difficulty with relationships. And I think it's their kind of way of kind of taking some control over the situation and saying, well, since I'm not getting any anyway, let me make a journey of it. Actually. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. No, it's not. Wait, I was going to actually tell you what I did one time. Okay. Somebody said that to me, um, and I just picked up my phone and sent a text message. 
and it was like you remember how back in the day was it Ed Lover and Dr. Dre they used to do this thing on the on the I don't know if you no because you didn't live in New York then mm. um, they used to um, have this thing uh, where they would call prank call somebody but not really a prank call but mm-hmm. they had to like tell the other person to uh, they had to give leave. them like a task or they had, something no they it, if you would leave work. For a quickie oh, or something like I've, that. I've, I've, a lot of different like radio shows like do like different mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so what I did was somebody had said that to me, and this is somebody I know personally, and was just like, oh, like, why are you doing this? What, what's the purpose? Like, I'd be like, in, in that type of sense, you, because you're not getting any, you show you. I was like, okay, hold on for a second. I sent a text message out basically saying, I want you at my house at a certain time. Can you be there? All the responses you got. And it's just it's one person. It was just one person. Oh, okay. uh, I knew. I was say, you sent out a mass text. Like. No, I did not send him out a mass text. No. And then I was just like, oh man, for, uh, forgive me. I'm sorry. I forgot I had something else to do. Um, but it was to show the to response. Show, and like, and I say this to say that that was probably my most arrogant of moments in my entire mm-hmm. life. Um, I apologize. I'm a much better person now. I mean, but that just goes to show that I mean that answers the question. Like this isn't because I can't or I'm not getting any. This is a choice that I have made for me. And so, but like I was saying before, like with people who do kind of like um, take ownership of like the situation or take control of the situation and kind of turn it into something that's advantageous for them, like more power to you, you know? Um, But specifically for me, like that's not the reason why I have made this decision. It's not because I'm not getting any or I can't get any because I'm sure if I wanted to, I could, but it's not about that. And so to answer that question, yes, I am sure it's not related to, you know, this this scenario where I can't or I'm not getting sex. So let me ask this question that um, was asked once, but I do get this a lot as well, Mm -hmm. Um, which is. What do you miss the most about sex? Oh, that's a good question. And I think that I can only say is I I would be a fool and a liar if I didn't say I miss the touch of another person, mm-hmm. like the serious, intimate feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not talking about the mechanics of like the in and out. I'm just talking about like the the actual touch just the, the combining embrace. of bodies yeah it's just it it is a good feeling you know and yeah i do miss that agreed honestly 100 percent agreed and you know pj and i have talked about this before that our love language is both of our language love languages are physical touch and so yes that is the thing that i do miss the most about sex is having that physical interaction with somebody and again it's not like the actual mechanics of it it's not the in and out like all of that I mean like all of that is great but that's not the thing that I miss it's the actual like the the caressing and the 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 hands like going like up and down the arm and the hand at like the small of the back and 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 the hug and then like the afterwards where you're like just laying together just in each other's like pheromones and essence and just like wrapped up in each other's arms that level of nearness I think is the thing that I miss the most. Just that level of just being so intimately involved with somebody 
and having that complete feeling of just satisfaction from somebody's intimate touch. I also wanted to add to that, like when it comes to like the physical touch, there is something that our bodies actually release when we like these endorphins and these these dopamine levels, um, these things that our body, our brain reacts differently uh, when we receive these, you know, these emotions and things of that nature. Um, and if you're not having them as much, depending on what type of bot, what type of person you are, yeah, there are moments where it probably might lead to other things like depression mm-hmm. and things like that. So a lot of that, and as a person who suffers from depression, I can speak very freely about that. You know, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before, um, and I think that it's it. You know, the 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 that's the part that I think that I miss the most for myself. So it won't. Um, lead into a dramatic depression because I missed a touch like that. Um, but then I have to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing, which helps snaps me out of anything I'm really feeling because it makes me understand the purpose, the goal, what it is. You yes. know, So I can miss, I mean, people in the hell want ice water, but they can't always have what they want. Well, <laughs> look, okay, there it is. <laughs> Can't always have what you want, you know, and that's the that. But you, you can, you should always have what you need. And the thing that you want isn't always good for you. So mm-hmm. let's think about that too. And one last question, I want. Well, one more question I wanted to uh, bring up uh, that someone DM'd us. Actually, uh, this was when was the moment you actually decided to be celibate? Oh boy! So JPT Dub, when was the moment yeah. you actually decided to be? You know what? I talked about this on our very first episode. Mm -hmm. I alluded to it, and I think I expanded on it a little bit in the second episode. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was a moment where I was seeing this guy. I can't even call it dating because we weren't dating. Like, we were seeing each other, and it was just just hookups. Um, I wanted more, but I was allowing him to use me physically mm-hmm. and the the moment where it just became like like literally like all the lights went on all the doors opened and it really became quite clear to me that he was just using me for sex was a moment where I just felt so low mm-hmm. and just so disappointed in myself and I told myself I don't want to feel like this anymore mm-hmm. I don't ever want to feel like this again so that was the moment for me where I decided that I was going to start practicing celibacy because I did not want to continue on in any type of relationship where I felt like I was just being used for sex. Understood. I mean, that was the that was partially the catalyst for me as well. Uh, I think the the main part was realizing that I'm getting older and I am too old to be in somebody's clinic dealing with anything uh, just because you know, it seems fun in the moment. Um, protection still doesn't cover cover all different types of STIs. Um, you know, it prevents against HIV and AIDS and things of that nature, but there are other things out there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I realized that, look, like I said, I'm too old to be running around going back to my doctor saying, you know, whatever the situation is. Or I know that my... The very exact moment for me personally was the conversation, the last conversation I had with my doctor about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very much, he's like, you know, 
you're dating this one person. Is this the same person? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, then you become susceptible to other things if you continue. Um, because obviously this person doesn't care and then really had to really understand they don't see or respect me enough to even say that, by the way, I have like gonorrhea or chlamydia or, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it was actually chlamydia. So, and I'm, it's, it's embarrassing at the age of 35 at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's also not uncommon either. It really isn't. It's, it's, and that's something that I definitely want to make sure that we say is it, like, yes, like, okay, like, yes, that's embarrassing at any age, for I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, especially now that uh, prep is such a strong conversation. So now because and I'm I'm a very avid, avid supporter of prep in general. Um, but that also leads to sometimes more riskier behavior because you're on prep so you feel that you can't catch this one thing but you forget about everything else right so it's still you're immune and it doesn't work it doesn't no it does that's not how any of this works that's how that's how the only honestly at the end of the day the only way to have a hundred percent guarantee is to not have sex so on my way home after leaving the doctor's office and you know i really thought about it and i remembered my last relationship and i remembered how i felt um where um and if he hears this he hears this i mean we've had this conversation but the relationship was nothing but sex and when Mm -hmm. that sex faded then there was nothing for us we just realized that we really didn't like each other and one of us barely knew the other him barely knowing me mm-hmm. you know um and i wanted to make sure that i didn't want to live that life anymore so i was like you know what i'm done right i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna start something different i'm a, i can't you can't catch what no what i didn't want to be the whole like the definition of insanity we're doing the same yep, thing, over, same and thing over. over and over again expecting a different result you know so i was like let me try this yep yeah there we go actually so, this was third i was 32 because this was right after the first time that was right after I left um, that last relationship and then the second time it happened I mean not the same thing but the second choice was because of yeah I'm just because of that mm-hmm. okay I'm sorry I'm just <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> I hope that answered your question guys. it did it did it did uh, <laughs> so, I want to make sure that you guys are happy yes so this question is a little longer. Um, this actually came to us via email. Um, so we're going to do this one, and we're actually going to do one other one, too. So these are specifically um, unique questions from you guys. And I'm going to go ahead and read this email. It's a little long, but bear with me. Uh, hi, JBT-Dub and PJ. My name is, and we're going to leave it out here because we don't know if you want it to be anonymous or not. But first of all, I just want to say. Her, let's call her Kelly. Kelly? Okay. Kelly, you know who you are, Kelly, after you read this email. So, hi, JBT Dub and PJ. My name is Kelly. First, I just want to say I absolutely love y'all's podcast. Y'all are like the celibate friends I never had. My friends support me, therefore they support my celibacy. They're not celibate, so their viewpoints or advice are different in a good way, but sometimes limited. Y'all definitely come through in the clutch. This journey can get lonely, so it's just very nice to hear two real relatable celebrities, that's what I call celibate people, (laughs) speak on celibacy. I love that we get a male and female perspective. I also really love that y'all are beautiful brown young professionals like myself. And y'all speak in song form. There's literally a song for everything. I, too, communicate in song form, so I appreciate this. So, yes, I absolutely love what y'all are doing. Keep up the great work. The point. Wait, pause. Wait, because you got to have that little oh, emoji. Oh, I'm sorry. That she I, I left it out. So, 
she has uh, the little like black girl emoji with her hand up and she says that that's my celebrity twerk emoji. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so hey, th- shout out to the celebrity twerk okay, emoji. Pow, 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 okay, pow, pow, Back it up, back it up. Okay, so the point. We've discussed defining our celibacy, how our friends support us, and how we tell our partner, but we haven't talked about the next step, how to support your partner in a relationship. Y'all have dabbled in it a bit through the series, but I'd be interested in y'all's opinion of the nitty gritty of supporting your partner spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, especially if your partner was not originally celibate. Celibacy is a spectrum. Celebrities, again, that's what she calls people who are celibate. Celibities. Celibities. Um, are comfortable with different levels of sexual interaction from I'm not showing any of my naked body in a sexual way to we can do everything that's not penetration sex. How do those celebrities of people of both extremes support their partner? How do you support your partner in a long distance relationship? How do you deal with temptation within the relationship and possibly the temptations of your partner? JBT Dub, I'm similar to you in feeling that guilt of not wanting your partner to be upset in a sense. How do you deal with that in supporting your partner but staying true to yourself? How do you compromise in a relationship without compromising yourself? For myself, I find it helps to be confident in my celibacy. Patience, 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 patience. Especially in being patient enough to see things from my partner's perspective. It really helps having a partner who understands my celibacy or at least at the very least respects it. And of course, celibacy is a personal journey that not everyone can come along on, but those meant to hold you down. Celibacy can be definitely can definitely create an environment for growth, strength, communication and togetherness. When you're in a serious, exclusive, committed relationship, the originally solo personal journey of celibacy grows an extension where you now have to consider someone else in a relation to your personal celibacy. That's beautiful, but it also comes with its challenges. It's a topic that can be expanded on. Hopefully it's enough for an episode. I'd be really interested in hearing y'all's thoughts and opinions on this topic. This is way longer than I anticipated, but thank you again for the work that y'all do. Excited to hear back from y'all. Take care, a.k.a. Kelly. I First of all, pause real quick. I just love the y'alls. Yes, because I say y'all. So thank you, Kelly. She's like y'alls. Y'alls. I'm scrolling Y apostrophe mm-hmm. A-L-L. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Y'alls. Y'alls. Y'all's is the plural of y'all, <laughs> which is the plural of multiple people. And see, I would write it Y A W L S. Y'all. Oh, I mean, no. I'm just. I'm with. I'm with her. It's mm-hmm. Y apostrophe A L L S. All right. So yeah, she has some really great questions in this. Oh one. my gosh. Yes. First of all, thank first you. First of all, so thank you so much, so mm-hmm. much for sending this email to us because, like we said, we really have created this platform because we want it to be a conversation we want people to engage and it just it just really warmed our hearts to know that you're out there listening and that you're responding and you're engaging and you're asking these questions of yourself and you're generating these conversations and you spoke so much truth in this email girl um you know what yeah so like there was one thing that actually uh jumped at me initially um besides number one never ever to all the listeners listening you can write a novel you can write a paragraph and we're gonna read the we're gonna read the whole thing thing. and appreciate because we both smiled like so big when we actually got this long 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 dissertation love every bit of it um so 
the the part that really jumped at me at me um was the how do you support your partner in a long distance relationship um that is a question that i i find is is harder to answer for myself since i've never been in a long distance relationship so i would love to hear other people who have actually had long distance relationships speak on this topic um i've been interested in people long distance uh, and tried to create something, but at the same time, couldn't really call that a relationship. So I would love to hear other people like chime in on that one spe- that one specific portion of it mm-hmm. uh, for me, just to give me a better understanding. Because maybe I need to expand my horizons. So I've dated people long distance before, but that was also when I was not practice practicing celibacy so sex was part of the relationship so I guess it depends on what perspective you want to hear it from but I think probably the common thread that will be in in both scenarios is your communication has to be so on point like you guys have to talk you have to um you, you, you have to have like that open and honest conversation with each other about how you're feeling. And that can be really hard to do at times. And it's even harder when it's like the, and, and the type of communication that you're having, you have to decide what's going to be best for you. Like, are you, are you video chatting? Are you just talking on the phone? Cause I think that there's like different levels of communication when it comes to long distance relationships because you're you're missing that that part of the relationship where you see each other though i'm missing you no not that version i'm not in love i'm thinking about the mary j blige you <laughs> saw so she speaks in song form. Yes. I wanted to like like it, it, you said missing and it just made me just think of like missing you but then I don't know why that other song popped in, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so communication is going to be important in either a long distance relationship where you are having sex or a long distance relationship where you're not having sex. And like I said, I think that the type of communication that you're having is important too. I personally think that video chatting or, you know, like um, FaceTiming or Skyping or whatever mm-hmm. is going to be important because, you know, you want to be able to have conversations with people and actually see their reaction Mm -hmm. as opposed to just hearing it because Mm -hmm. that just brings another level to your understanding of what it is that you're saying and the way that they're receiving the information and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, I I hope that kind of answers your question. Like I said, like I've, I've been involved in long distance situationships because I can't really call them relationships Mm -hmm. either, but long distance situationships. But again, like that wasn't, at, that was at a time in my life when I, um, before I had made the decision to practice celibacy. Okay. Um, so this question about supporting your partner in a celibate relationship was, was really interesting to me because I am in a relationship right now and I'm the one who introduced celibacy to this relationship. And for a while like part of me was just kind of like it was kind of it was hard because I didn't want to make somebody do something that they didn't want to do in order to be with me Mm -hmm. you know so I've kind of had to learn 
how to support my partner in this relationship in a scenario that I made him step into. Okay. Or I guess not, let me not say I made him step into it, but it was a requirement that he had to be okay with in order to date me. So in other words, you made him step into. <laughs> I gave him the option right? I mean, and he the... willingly came aboard. And good job. So... Um, we appreciate you for that, HBO. So, so yes, like I've had to really think about how to support my partner in this relationship. And it's so funny that we're talking about this right now because just before the show, um, when PJ and I were talking about what it is we were going to be discussing today, we were randomly going through like old text messages. Mm -hmm. And I came across a text message that I had sent to HBO. Um, after We had been dating for about a month at that point, but we weren't in an exclusive relationship or anything. And I had sent him a text message um, the day after one of our dates and I felt the need to kind of apologize to him because I because so when we were saying goodnight the night before, things got a little a little warm, you know, things, you know, we had to loosen the tie a little bit and unbutton. the You know, we had to get to, it was it was a little steamy. It was a little steamy. And I kind of felt <laughs> PJ's over here just warm. All I can hear is never love you. Never knew you care. <laughs> when you put your arms around me, I give you fever that you're hard to bear. You, you give, give me fever. fever. Yes. <laughs> that's the first yes, thing I thought. We were, that's, that's precisely uh -huh. what happened. We were giving each other fever. And I felt the need to apologize to mm -hmm. him the next day because, and I, um, I will actually read. The message that I wrote to him, I said, um, good morning. Thank you for coming over last night. I love spending time with you. I think you're wonderful and you are super sexy. I'm glad that you think I'm sexy because he told me that he thinks I'm sexy. And then I said, I also want to apologize for getting carried away last night. I know I'm the one who's supposed to be setting the pace and I'm sorry for making things harder than they need to be. I'm going to do better. So... I think that that's just so fitting for this conversation about how do you support your partner in a celibate relationship? Because, like I said, I'm the one who introduced this element to our relationship and made it a requirement for him to date me. I kind of made him step into my world. So I kind of feel like I'm the one who needs to set the pace. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was... I, I, at that moment, I felt like I was being a tease. Mm -hmm. I really did. And I had to really sit and think about that and really kind of like unpack that. And it's like, okay, I have to, I, I don't want to be a tease at the end of the day. And I need to learn how to be a better partner mm -hmm. and support this person who I'm in a relationship with now. At the time, like we weren't together together, but I need to learn how to support this person that I'm in a relationship with, especially because I'm the one who um, is making this a requirement. Now, that's not to say that, like, you know, like he's he's I'm holding him hostage in this relationship. Like 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 I said, like I kind of I put out my boundaries and he was OK with that and still, you know, came aboard the ship. So, yes, I sent that text message to him because I do feel like I needed to do a better job of supporting him and not being a tease. Because uh, that's what I felt like in that moment. I felt like I was, you know, being this person who said, oh, you know, like we're going to 
you know, abstain. And then I felt like I was somebody who like brought the horse to water, but then wouldn't let him drink. So I needed to get a better handle on how to to behave myself and then how to support him in this relationship. And I think a lot of that is wrapped up in confidence and patience. And that's part of the response that we gave to Kelly when um, when we wrote when we wrote her back and said, you know, you're absolutely right. Celibacy is a spectrum and people fall on different parts of the continuum. And it can be difficult to navigate at times because, as we all know, this journey is not an easy one. And I told her, you know, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to figuring out how to deal with these difficulties, confidence and patience. Just like she said, patience, patience, patience. Staying confident in yourself in order to maintain your resolve when you're tempted to do otherwise and the patience to reassure yourself that the journey is worth the wait. And then just like we were saying before, the other main factor in this is communication. You do have to communicate Mm -hmm. with your partner. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to have those open and honest conversations especially the uncomfortable ones Mm -hmm. i think that's the thing that we tend to do a lot is we shy away from a conversation because it is uncomfortable or because we don't know how to have that conversation and that's okay to say that can even be like the way you break into it is say i don't really know how to talk about this but i know i do want to talk about it and then just kind of go into it from there so I think those are like the three main elements in not only supporting yourself in this journey, but supporting your partner in this journey as well is you have to be confident. And that just means like understanding why you're doing this. You have to be patient and you have to communicate. I mean, she said it the best when she wrote uh, patience, 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 patience. I mean, that's exactly what you need, because in order for, for you can't expect someone else to just automatically get it just because it's the way you are. Exactly. You know. And the portion of it where it's like, um, and of course, celibacy is a personal personal journey that not everyone can come along on. But for those who are meant to hold you down, there is really something really important about that statement itself. Um, the person who I can actually hold you down, it's it's almost the same as like doing a bid for someone when they go away. So yeah. you both, the person got locked up and then you did a bid just like they did because you were holding them down. I mean, it's, you know, old terminology. But um, it means something to especially the person who is celibate to know that you are in this with me because it's not, if we're in a relationship, we're in this together. Exactly. You know, so that means that we do have to communicate. We right. do have to look at each other. We do have to listen to each other. We do have to understand that there is no such thing, number one, especially as makeup sex. Therefore, we must communicate and make mm-hmm. up really. Yep. And stop putting a Band-Aid over things. And like, there are so many things that actual sex actually does within a relationship that if you remove it from the relationship, I, you know, even though I have not experienced this as of yet, um, when it comes to a relationship goes, like the way you have uh, JPD dub, but I feel in my heart that removing it um, in a positive light, uh, especially if you two are, like, synced, Mm-hmm. It would, it should, it and it could you make together. you stronger. It yeah, makes you yeah, stronger. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, and, and it also shows the actual foundation of what it really, really means to be in a relationship because exactly. you guys relate to each other. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. I think the other thing to think about in supporting your partner in a celibate relationship, I think an important thing to do is temperature checks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, check mm-hmm. in with one another about where you are and how you're feeling specifically related to your journey to wait for sex. Again, that requires open and honest communication. But I think as long as you're kind of checking in with one another and being aware of where the other person is, mm-hmm. that will help in supporting that person. Mm-hmm. Because if they're feeling particularly randy one day you know like you i know i wouldn't want to do anything that would like further kind of like rev those engines especially if that's you know if they're not ready to go there yet and you're not ready to go there yet so i think temperature checks are a good thing to just kind of do with each other every once in a while and i think the importance about a temperature check okay so the importance about these uh especially these exercises itself is that you have had to already establish yourself as a level-headed person Mm -hmm. when we speak Honestly, because if you come off as all right, babe, just tell me how do you really feel? But, you know, the moment that this person speaks their truth, you fly off the handle. Like if you allow someone to be their most authentic self, they're like, uh, I mean, and this is a completely therapy situation on just communication itself, like itself, like learning people to listen to each other rather than listen to what you want to hear or listen That's to respond oh or things like that nature. Um, but it's really important, especially because I'm all for temperature checks. I'm all for check ins. I'm all for, you know, let's, you know, hey, let's let's go to the board here and let's see where we are. <laughs> you know, let's see. You get a gold star today. I'm all for like um, positive reinforcement within a relationship to help it to build it to be stronger and anything that can be worked on because we can all use work um and it's really important especially in in because there is no um because we're not relating to each other physically we have to make sure that we relate to each other mentally and emotionally and every other way spiritually or you know like there there has to be something that makes up for that part that's not there as of yet or missing if that makes right. any sense you know right. it's like what you have to do more to to weigh it out you have to make sure all the other buckets are full you know and, and as a libra everything for me is like completely balanced so if 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 one thing is out of whack then it's just like Abort mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just me. No, for real. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody who knows. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Well, again, thank you so much, Kelly, for sending us that very in-depth le- um, email. We really, truly, from the bottom of our, of our hearts, appreciate it. And we do have one more uh, message that particularly stood out to us that we want to make sure that we um, address. So, PJ, could you go ahead and read that for us? You know, and we do have we have several, but the, the, like these are the ones that we're spotlighting because they've actually brought up some really great topics. In in um, not to say that anybody didn't, um, but really wanted to spotlight these these um, specific ones. Um, this one was um, on our IG. Uh, we won't tell the person, we won't put your name out there, but we'll just read what you wrote. And it's, good morning, beautiful spirits. <laughs> That's greatly appreciated. Indeed. We receive, we receive that. As I'm listening to the podcast and enjoying, you all discuss how you're creating new outlets for dating. I recently started dating this guy with MS, uh, multiple cirrhosis. It's really challenging because his insecu- he has insecurities about 
walking and all that he wants to do in the house is sit. I've asked him to come up with a date ideas and I've even tried. He just shoots them down. It's really challenging because he wants to goose. Sidebar, goose is a... Uh, goose is the term that he uses for, <laughs> for sex. sex. <laughs> it's really, yeah, I was like, clarification. Okay, back to the letter. Um, well, the message. And I'm really not about that life right now, which meaning sex. Um, I want to have a solid friendship, and I really want to get to know one another. I'm thinking I should let this go. I wanted to get you all's input and perspective on it. Again, I thank you all for creating this conversation and support network. Much love, Jay. So part of what I initially wanted to say to him is like he's Jay, you're on the right track where communication with this person is really important. Um, And like I was saying before, I think a lot of the times like we feel like if we're going to have a conversation with somebody, we need to know exactly what it is that we're going to say and exactly what we want to get get across in that conversation. And we might not always have that. But the important thing is that you're opening the door to this conversation. So you might not know exactly, you know, you might not have all of the answers and that's okay, And that's totally, totally, totally okay. But it is just about being willing to have an open and honest conversation. The other thing I think um, I would like to know is why is this, why is, why are you interested in him? Like, what is it that you do know about him that makes you want to know more? Because from, from your letter, you were saying like, oh, you know, because of um, his, you know, emotional or, um, physical issues that he has with MS you know he just wants to sit in the house all day and not really go out and do anything but there's something to him that makes you still want to pursue this relationship even though he doesn't want to be um, active outside of the house there's something that is drawing you into him and so I would I would ask you to to expand on that and like kind of figure out more about that with him and have a conversation with that, you know, just telling him like, I'm attracted to you and I'm interested in you because of X, Y, and Z. That's why I want to get to know you more outside of this environment. I want to, you know, go out on dates with you and be in different environments and be in different scenarios with you so I can continue to get to know you and continue to get to know the person that you are. I think that maybe if you kind of like say to him, like the only side of you I know right now is this side of you where I come over to your house and we just sit in the house all day and talk like from what we have had in this interaction so far, I'm interested and I want to know more, but I want to know you in different scenarios in different environments. So maybe that is something that you can say to hopefully engage him to want to go out and do different things. Um, And I know that you said that you've asked him to come up with date ideas. You've tried to come up with date ideas. I think PJ and I, we did a show about like different ideas that um, you can do for dates. Um, So, you know, try some of those, maybe suggest some of those different options or scenarios and see if any of them are interesting to him. Um, Find out about more of what his interests are and then maybe create a date idea surrounding that. Like if he's into, you know, painting or something, maybe like go on like a date where you guys do like the the paint and sip, you know, something, something that's just like interesting to him. And that also gets you guys out of the house. So 
my answer is um out of out of this entire it was when you it, okay i'm having a hard time like uh putting my words together only because i know exactly kind of how you feel reading a part of your response when it was a part that said i know i was created to handle and tolerate more than most on this earth but i don't want to be taken advantage of either mm-hmm. that part alone is what jumped at me. Now, this isn't a conversation about celibacy. This is a conversation about like understanding who you are and what it is that you want. Um, understanding that, um, I think I'm not sure if this is what you were alluding to slightly, uh, I'm not sure if this was what you were alluding to. Um, but my, my worry is, and being a person who was in that, and I've just said this, I think, on the last episode, as well as maybe a few others, um, as reference to me, my fear of being the in-between guy mm-hmm. um, or being the one to help someone else do something that I know others won't do or, you know, or let's say everybody I've ever dated has been broken in the way. There's something about you that is possibly attracting this or maybe or. I'm not, and I'm not putting his situation in a negative light because MS is actually a really serious thing. Um, but being of a person that knows that because I can handle such a heavy, heavy load, I'm going to seek out such a heavy, heavy load because I know that there aren't other people that can handle it. And this is just me personally talking. This is not even like in the reference of. Um, anything else other than I want you to really understand exactly what it is that you really like about this guy Mm -hmm. because this is the more this is the deeper question other than you feeling like you need or want a challenge if that makes any sense it does and I don't mean this to say that you don't like this guy you're just being with him because you know you know he has these conditions and nobody else and you you know it's it that adds to the you know the if you were to write what i would suggest you do is i mean this is obviously an old an old conversation old trick to do but pros and cons put them all together on people and i'm writing it down pros and cons what about this person do you like what what about not what about being with them actually is the reason for you to stay what would be the reasons for you to go whatever out you know whatever over outweighs the other is then that's what you stick with um like just little exercises have these like but you really do need to have this conversation with him specifically and i i i'm i I still get i'm getting a lot choked up about it because i remember especially in my last um, situation uh relationship where you know because one of my first relationships you know he passed away while we were together, so therefore I felt that I had to do more for everyone else. And I had to, because I know that no one else would stick up or stick around because there are things that some people are not just capable of seeing or capable of handling. But at the same time, that should not be my burden to to carry just because I can, you know, and, uh, I don't know how mean this is sounding as I'm saying it because I feel like I feel like it's coming out mean, but I'm being as genuine as possible. I really want you to figure out exactly what it is you like about this guy 
because if you feel that it's worth being in a relationship with him, then keep going. Or at least trying getting to see if it's worth being in a relationship right. with him. You know, I think uh, the way I understand it is like you guys are just dating right now. You mm-hmm. guys aren't like together. They're not like, exclusive. Exclusive. Because I think that that would be a whole different, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, we'd mm-hmm. give a lot of difference of thoughts and tips and advice if it were a scenario where like you guys are actually together and this is the problem as opposed to you got your you guys are in this dating stage and i would and i would like a follow-up i would like a follow-up to find out like okay because you said that he's really he's really trying to get you to goose right now and you're not about that life like you know are are y'all okay i mean i'm trying i I would love a follow-up i also just want to say shout out to you and shout out to you kelly too for not letting other people compromise your decision Mm -hmm. you guys have made this decision and you're not letting the the influencing factors of anybody else or the fever have a have a have an influence on you staying true to your decision so i definitely want to give you guys a shout out for that because mm-hmm. obviously being fellow celebrities we know how hard that can be and so i i just want to make sure twerk, that you twerk, know twerk. that that is something that you should be proud of and that you should uh feel good about so yeah, definitely. Um, both both Jay and Kelly, we'd love to hear some follow up from you guys about um, about your current scenarios or how it's going or what you like. Just to continue the conversation about the about our thoughts, about our advice that we gave and our um, reflection on your question. So definitely want to hear from you. And we definitely want to hear from everybody. Please continue to send us emails. Um, messages tweets send send it all to us we definitely want to keep this conversation going you guys can reach us um via email at willing and waiting podcast at gmail.com w-i-l-l-i-n-g-a-n-d-w-a-i-t-i-n-g-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com t at gmail.com um, our Instagram is willing and waiting. And again, our Twitter is willing underscore waiting. So thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, today. guys. And we, I mean, we, we seriously can't say thank you enough. Thank you for all the emails, all the letters, all the tweets, all the messages. It really does mean a lot because we created this podcast to have this conversation, to have an environment where we can engage with one another. I think the the thing that I have loved the most, especially on our Instagram, is you all having conversations with each other. Like mm-hmm. you guys will like leave a message for us on one of our pictures and then somebody else will comment on it and then some, somebody else will comment and tag somebody. And and I see the, the community growing and I see the conversation growing. And that just warms my heart so, so much because, again, like I've said this before and that's how I feel like this this platform was needed because it wasn't something I could find when I first made this decision. And so I'm so glad that it's out there and people are utilizing it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Yes, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Merci. We'll we we say it in another language so it doesn't cool. sound so much messy, gracias, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we hope that you will join us next, oh, in the next two weeks um, for our um, final episode of the season. Wrapping it up, guys. Um, <laughs> Wrapping se- it up. <laughs> <laughs> season one of Willing and Waiting is coming to a close, but we will be back for season two. But again, 
um, next episode will drop in two weeks, and we look forward to seeing you then. All right, guys. Until then. Take care, and we love you much. Smooches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Questions. <laughs> what is Wait, the, what is how the, the other one? Um, he's like, asking You me. was where? With who? who? You was doing what? He's hilarious. With who? And then he over there just like asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Something. He said something and then assuming? What's the word? Oh, God. Let me just. You want me to go to Google it now? Asking all them questions. You was where? Where who? You was doing what? Where who? And then he's just over there like asking all them questions. Oh, there, asking all there them is questions. Actually, um, the lyrics? Good day. <laughs> what are they? Uh, damn it. Assuming? <laughs> oh, wait, here's the video. Yeah, I really follow both of them. I understand what you're saying. But I'ma help them understand what you're saying. Shout out. Hey. This out of girl here. Where? Who? You been where? Where who? For real. Oh, really? That's how you feel. And the guys be like, asking all the questions. <laughs> Making statements. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Making statements. We finally got it. Oh. Assuming? They were funny. They still are, actually. They they're, are. You know, they're on Wild and Out. Yeah. Like, people really be getting put on. You know, Good social, for them. Social media does help. Social media does help. That's how you. That's how people get famous these days. I'm telling you, you don't have new, to. This is a new you generation. You don't have to do sex tapes anymore to be famous. I mean, well, not to be famous. Some people, some people made it part of their 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 uh. Oh God. What looking for strategy. Yeah. In order to gain fame. We're not gonna say anybody. You know. Anybody in particular? Not no. There's nobody in particular that I can think of. Who are you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on slick. that note. So slick the way you did it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's go ahead and get